The only talk radio afternoon drive show that makes sense. Beyond the headline with Aldrin Simpia, right here on SAFM. 0614-104-107 and you can also drop me an X at Aldrin Simpia and our studio line is 086-000-2032. In conversation next with Dr. Linda Detoit from the Department of Animal from the Department of Animal Science at the University of Pretoria. With the United Nations COP28 currently underway in Dubai, African leaders are calling for climate finance to support the adaptation of sustainable livestock systems on the continent. This as so they argue that millions of livestock died in Africa last year due to climate change shocks. Joining us now to talk more about the effects of climate change on Africa's livestock, we're joined by Dr. Linda Detoit. Uh, Dr. Detoit, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. So we see that um, there's been a commitment that has now been made by the various nations at COP28, the 420 million rand um, for the loss and damage fund. Is this the type of fund that the African nations can actually tap into um, to deal with this issue around sustainable livestock systems. Uh, good afternoon and thank you for having me on your show. Um, yes, I think the, 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 the Global Climate Fund is, is, is making these funds available. Um, a lot of African countries lately has included livestock and agriculture uh, to the national um, NDCs. Mm-hmm. Um, so these funds are, are really necessary um, in terms of finding ways to adapt to a changing climate for African and Southern African farmers. Yep. Um, these farmers are, a majority of African farmers are, 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 are emerging farmers and smallholder farmers without any access to finance through their own farms. A lot of them also do not own the land, so they, do not, they cannot get access to funding. Mm-hmm. Um, and these fun, funds are critical um, for, for for governments to support these farmers and to develop adaptation strategies um, and not only focusing on mitigation but adaptation um, in order to make science-based policy decisions. Yeah. And, and, and that's very important. So with the, mil- with the billions that are then being pledged um, and also the issue around some of these farmers um, not really... Um, structured in a way that financial institutions would make money available to them. What criteria then should be used to make sure that they still get the funding? Because after all, mm-hmm. um, it is still about their livelihoods, even though they're not considered to be formal. Yes, now I think I think that must be foremost in all conversations um, when Africa is involved is food security. Mm-hmm. Um, food security and quality of food being produced and the safety of food being produced is important. And that's where our livestock farmers... Are, are, are paramount and understanding of right in front of the queue. Um, so in order for them to gain access to these funds, and I know that a lot of institutions and a lot of governments are busy trying to restructure funding mechanisms, is we need to find a way where we can evaluate the farming systems um, and help them to implement adaptation systems so if they are farming and they are farming efficiently and we can prove that they are with the means that they've got, that they are doing efficiently, they are doing it sustainably, then maybe institutions can come to the table and say, yes, yeah. we will support you.
Just a quick final one. Is there anything that could be done in terms of weather predictions, at least to help these farmers with the um, technology that is able to um, get these farmers to gear up for, for instance, when we speak about the El Nino and the impact of the El Nino, what it is that some of these um, informal farmers can do to mitigate the impact of it? Yeah, again, um, this is research that's ongoing. Um, early warning systems um, was discussed Two weeks ago, in a in a in a FIO livestock meeting, um, excuse me, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just standing next to the road quickly. Um, so, it's, it's, but ongoing, and and the early ones is being developed. What farmers can do is is if they have the land available, is to produce extra fodder. They do not always have land available. So that's where communities and, and, and communities need to come together and indicate where they can support each other, which byproducts from industry they can use. Maybe industry can make byproducts available. Uh, we need to focus on adapted breeds um, that, are, that are, will be more sustainable, that will require less input costs. And we need to get our emerging farmers to a point where they can start not only producing for themselves, um, but also producing for industry and, and, and getting more economically viable. And this can only be done through a conservative effort from uh, animal nutritionists, animal geneticists, the, the, the industry itself, the healthcare, uh, and government coming to the party in terms of funds. Thank you so much for your time. Dr. Linda de Doit there from the Department of Animal Science at the University of Pretoria.